0: All right, James, we're two minutes to showtime. Okay, I am ready. You were born ready, buddy. Oh, shit. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, Are you kidding me? You're back on the booze? I am running for office here. It's show business, James. Get drunk and run for office. Probably get elected. That's the way the world works now. Yeah, what if people find out you're drinking again? That'll destroy my campaign. Scandal gets press, press gets attention, attention gets votes. Besides, everything's a scandal today. Scandal is like the bare minimum we need to get you elected. I'm doing a public service. (sighs) Mm. Anyway, after the press gets wind that your campaign manager is an alcoholic, all we have to do is kill somebody and cover it up, put all your money in foreign accounts and steal some kindergartner's crayons. You'll be the most hated man in the nation. You know what? Give that to what me! The, what the hell, man?
1: We do this right. There's enough scandal in this country, but I care about the truth. I care about running this thing clean. No more booze, no more scandals, no more attention seeking. My platform must speak for itself. That's not how politics works, buddy.
0: You have another bottle of whiskey with you? Of course I do. We're running for the highest office in the land, King of the Kingdom of God! I'm running for state representative! That's what I said! (sighs) Now get out there and share the vision! Alright,
1: but we are talking about this later. Go get him, James! My fellow Americans, my fellow Illinoisans, I stand before you today a man, a simple man, but a man with a vision. It's no secret that this once great state is now lying down there with the dogs and the garbage heaps. We have problems, we have many problems, Some say we need more prisons. Some say it's the deficit. Others say we should bring back a stronger smoking ban. But I say no. There's something far worse than all three of those troubles, something that plagues this this wonderful state. It is a restaurant. Or, more likely, a lack of a restaurant. You see, fast food is the cornerstone of America. Freedom, liberty, and fast food. We have two of those things, but not enough fast food. And without fast food, the other pillars will soon fall. And that's why I say, we need more fast food. We need more fast food and representatives to work for this wonderful state. But it's not so simple. You see, there are many competitors out there for this fast food title. Some are small, some are large, some give you free sodas. But there's one that stands taller than the rest, one that stands for our country, for our principles. It might as well be red, white, and blue itself. And that is Burger King. Burger King is what? our country depends on to rebuild the fortitude of our leaders to kick out those immigrants and to keep our bellies filled with saturated and trans fats and Burger King Burger King is the fast food restaurant chain that can do it ladies and gentlemen and that's why I stand here today simply a man but a man with the rest of you together Hand in hands. Walking towards our Burger King. And walking towards our future.
0: Great job, James! I knew you had it in you! Wow! You're an American hero! What Girl, is that?! I'm your campaign manager, James.
1: Not anymore. Look into my eyes and
0: hear me speak. You are fired. Well, uh, I, mi- I missed everything after look in my eyes. I can't keep my eyes open. Let's just go get some Burger King. Fuck it. Um, He suggested apparently then in 1831 that the Mormon men were to marry Native American women in order to eventually turn the Native American race into one that was, quote, white and delightsome. I shit you not. White
1: and delightsome. (laughs) That is, that is, it's there.
0: I'm afraid it is. Oh, sign me up. Oh my god. (laughs) Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. Sometimes we pick one and talk about him ad nauseum. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James! Do you ever feel awkward around Beanie Babies? Which ones?
1: Uh, like the older ones, but, but, but yeah, I don't know.
0: I feel the- very awkward around the ones that are like bugs. Oh, the bugs, yeah. Those yeah, are good show. Yeah, bugs should not be Beanie Babies. No, well, they yeah. should be sandwiches. That's right. We hope to keep our <laughs> listeners entertained and interested while we break down this character, this character this time, because we're only doing one guy. Have been um, one guy. Yeah, we kind of lied about that because we <laughs> <laughs> we did lie about that for two episodes. Yeah. We're breaking down a character from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and I will do our amateurs best to give a, or I will give my, do my amateurs best. You're basically a commentator at this point. Oh. Uh, I'm doing my amateurs best to give the basic account of the major events in this person's life, and how he responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of his individual character, which is much harder to do, but we're going to try anyway. So, James, who are we on this week? Remind me! Well, real quick. (laughs) Never mind. I can't. What?
1: (laughs) What? Okay. What do you call a guy who talks about how the Russians ran out of potatoes and starved? Impotatoint? No. I don't know. A, a commutator commentator.
2: <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you shared that. It was
0: good, right? I came up with it after you said commentator.
2: <laughs> commentator, commentator.
0: It's beautiful. Oh! <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this might be the last show for Joseph Smith. So we're gonna head down to the history lab. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or ascend to the history lab. I don't know which it is anymore. Oh yeah, I'm it's, so confused. In, it's in space. It's in space. We got it. We're good. <laughs> I forget where I am a lot of the time. Well, that's just normal. I only have pickles to keep me grounded. The cat. <laughs> or, oh. <laughs> to the history lab. <laughs> If you don't know who we're covering already, you haven't listened to the last two episodes. Go back and listen to them. They suck. So, James, tell <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, if you were a type of coffee drink, mm. what type would you be? <laughs> this oh is so God. lame. This is really lame, let's... If you were a type of <laughs> pancake, look at this. I'm so slap-happy right now. It's impressive. Sure. Um. It's oh, Halloween's coming up. Oh, there ha- we go. <laughs> Halloween's coming right. up, Halloween's coming up. Mm-hmm. What are you going to go to your Halloween party as? Get sloppy drunk and collapse on the dance floor. Oh, as, shit. or whatever. I don't shit. know. Shit, okay. Um... Uh what should I go as to yeah. this Halloween
1: party? Yes. Um with the intention of collapsing that is. Well, I mean that's always
2: the intention.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, right? Yeah. Right?
0: Or is that just me? I mean,
2: <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Tough I, crowd <laughs>
1: Okay, you you got to mark this. Can you mark this right now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what I almost said was that goes one of the the twin towers. <laughs> <laughs> Wha- why? Why? <laughs> Cuz I had the intention of collapsing. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> F- for Steel beams only melt at 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's true, though. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so maybe answer the question for real.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I won't offend as many people. Uh, With the intention of collapsing. Probably a pirate. A pirate? Not just a pirate. Just a pirate.
0: How far would you go for the role?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'd go all the way, man. (laughs) I would go to my library, fill a cart full of their portable CDs, bring them back, burn them, and then burn them in a fire. What
0: Pirate portable CD? What?
1: Yeah, pirating. Pirating is not a victimless crime. Oh my
0: error. god! I haven't thought about like actual pirating in so long, even Remember though I... Those? Yeah. Yeah. Although, in, in, this is in all seriousness,
1: though, yes. I would love to be a modern-day pirate, kind of like the Somali pirates, but on Lake Michigan, in <laughs> <laughs> like a little little uh, putt-putt boat and, oh. like, an air rifle. <laughs> it wouldn't last long, but it would be a joyous rain. <laughs> it sounds like something that would only happen in Florida. That That is true. That is true, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, but the, the, being a freshwater pirate just it has a special ring to it. I don't know. I uh, agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what? what would, tell me what you would be to collapse on the dance floor.
0: I think I'd go as a scented candle. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slow collapse. Yeah, it's I'm a slow burn kind of guy. You do have meltdowns, though. I do have lots of meltdowns, (laughs) and you can reuse the glass I come in for (laughs) a whiskey
1: glass. No. (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) No, I'm not
0: reusing anything. You come in. What the? Oh, shit, that's what I said. Yes, that's what you said! Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> marking Okay, on second thought, I would not go as a scented candle. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd like to go as a politician. All right, why's that? Because <laughs> politicians are always we don't have enough of them. posing. Yeah, we don't have enough politicians. We need more politicians. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah. So Posing. it's like, if I went as a politician and I said, I'm a politician, I'd actually be a manifestation of a politician because they're all mm. fakers mm-hmm. anyway. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Looking at you, Washington, D.C. Shit bags.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I, was,
1: uh, if I had to collapse uh, on a Halloween party, I would actually go as a statue. I would go as that Saddam Hussein statue that was up in Baghdad. That they ah. tore down. Remember that? Yeah. One? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like a big deal. We could, re- you know, reenact it. Yeah, they pull your head off first, and children chase it down the street. I guess that's just every holiday, though. <sighs> Shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll do so, some thinking. I've got some time. <laughs> okay, computer, <Speaking> please. Of- <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have it thought out. Just. We're going to go through. Try it. Just try me. <laughs> no, it's too late now. It's been several seconds since we were talking about oh. children chasing you down the streets.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Just oh like my Joseph God. Smith. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, did yeah. I? I need to tell you a story. Oh, please do. Okay. So, and th- I'm going to have this all wrong because I read about it over a week ago. but Perfect. Uh, it's amazing. So, you remember the story of the Pied Piper?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'm going to give the basics just so everybody, everybody yeah, has Yeah, just it. so everyone's right. on the same page. Yeah, so the Pied Piper is the story of a German town that had a big problem with rats. Okay. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, they, I'm gonna they, make the yeah. sound effects for the story. So. <laughs> okay. And he was—it <laughs> was called the Pied Piper because Pied means multicolored, and he wore like lots of colors. Uh, uh, don't know why. He was a colorful
1: man. German.
0: Yeah, a very colorful German. Um, but I was gonna say so. <clears throat> this town had a problem with rats, and they tried poison, they tried rat catchers, they tried everything Psh! to get rid of these rats. Psh! Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some German punching a rat. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was like a mouse trap or whatever. Oh, yeah, that works too. All right, good enough. Uh, So anyway, so they can't get rid of these rats, and then one day this guy, this Pied Piper just shows up, and he's like, yo, I can get rid of your rat problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, I can get rid of your rat problem. Uh, all you have to do is pay me a thousand bucks, basically. Oh, shit, okay. Uh, so they're like, "Oh yeah, anything to get rid of these rats." And so he's like, "Okay." So he starts playing his pipe. Um, Wait, is this the Weimar
1: Republic where a thousand bucks is really like negative bucks, or yes. is it? Okay,
0: this, this is set in the 1500s Weimar Republic. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. The Weimar Republic didn't exist back then, in case you guys were wondering. Uh, no, it was just in this little town called Hamelin. So okay. Anyway, so he he plays his flute, and all the rats. Uh, gather up like a bunch of soldiers oh. in ranks and everything, and he oh. just and the way the story goes, it goes uh, one of two ways depending on who's telling it. Mm-hmm. Um, he leads them out of the city in both stories, but in one story he leads them to all jump in a river and drown.
2: <clears> oh God!
0: And in the other, he leads them to the top of a mountain nearby, and they go through an interdimensional portal into another fuck? world <laughs> and disappear forever. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> he comes back to town, rats are all gone, and the people are like, yo, we're only going to pay you a tenth of what we offered you. Mm-hmm. And he vows his revenge. Mm. And one day he just shows back up and starts playing his flute again.
2: <coughs>
0: just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and all the boys and girls, the young children in the town that can walk... um. All show up in the streets, line up like ranks of soldiers. Oh, God. And the adults are all freaking out, like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And he starts leading them out of the city, playing his flute. And the way the story goes is he leads them up uh, to the top of this mountain. Oh, God. And takes them through an interdimensional portal, and they all vanish forever. Oh, wow. Here is the weird part of the story. Oh, shit. In the town of Hamelin in Germany. There is record of something like 150 to 250 children just vanishing. Oh, in my one God. Event, one event, and they're not sure if they all died of the plague um, or if they all went on a children's crusade, which is very possible. True. Um, but the point is, all these children vanished in Hamlin oh at the same God. time. And there's, there's a plaque commemorating it. And they have a yearly memorial for these children. Jeez. That vanished. So, the Pied Piper story could be a cover. Ancient Aliens! <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched Ancient Bill Aliens? Bill
1: Clinton is still alive, okay? He's not oh, he, ancient. He's <laughs>
0: still alive. Back from the dead. <laughs> but did you ever watch that show, Ancient Aliens? I, oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. Religiously. My favorite thing about that show... Because I've been uh-huh. watching, like, regular-ass TV recently for just because it's been available to me. And it is amazing, mm. amazing how old-fashioned it feels in regards to communication. It absolutely okay. is. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I, I've been watching a lot is Ancient Aliens because it's just something you can, like, doze off to and then, like, come back. And they're talking about how zombies are, like, a worldwide cultural thing mm. existed for thousands of years or whatever. Mm. Um, but my favorite thing about the show is that they'll talk about fucking anything, um, <laughs> and then they'll and for like a half hour they'll be like they'll be like the Temple Mount is the most important symbol in many religious you know traditions or something right. like that, mm-hmm. and then it's like could it be linked to ancient aliens? And then they just <laughs> drop it, <laughs> <laughs> like they'll just talk about anything. Like, it's ancient aliens? Could it be? And then they just like cut to a commercial and they come back and they're talking about something else. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You uh, got investigated, my bros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but anyway, so here here's the deal, James. Okay, here we go. In case you haven't noticed, I am echoey again, just a little I, bit. Yes, um, and uh, there's probably you can probably hear an air conditioner and a fridge running in the background. And you know what? That's just too bad. Sorry. I is your really refrigerator have- running? My refrigerator is running. Mm. Why? Is that a th- is that a threat? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I I, only... I think I think we've screwed around for long enough. It's time to get to the show. I think so. Alright. So computer, please bring up Joseph Smith and not Cambyses, because we haven't gotten that far yet. Mmm.
1: Affirmative, my lord. You it, <laughs> just the way you said that. No run.
0: What,
2: Maybe. was it hurtful?
1: <laughs> no, it was like <sighs> uh, uh, I can just picture you making a little thrust.
2: Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What the hell? I don't know.
0: This is a very sexual episode if we talk about dead people, dude. Every episode if we talk about dead people, I mean, we should just use Pornhub as the way we upload these things. To be honest, uh, I, I can't remember where I saw somebody actually doing that for banned content on YouTube, but <laughs> apparently that's that's a thing that people do. They they upload like pirated movies and things there. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. But anyway. Um, hey, do you remember where we were when we left off with, with Joseph Smith? Um, No. <laughs> okay. He was buying mummies. Remember that?
1: Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Mummy. So this was in Kirtland, Ohio in mm. 1835. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's this guy who uh, had a bunch of mummies. And with these mummies were a... Often came papyri. Um, huh. So he And he was like, I got to translate this shit. Because he was, you know... Translating old texts and shit right. like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we left off, we were kind of all over the place. Uh, Joseph Smith went from Ohio to Missouri, then to Illinois, and uh, yeah. So <clears throat> he's he's got these papyri, and he's convinced that they're l- at least saying. I, sh- I should say he declared that these were writings of Abraham and Joseph biblical figures.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, And he also claims that these works were written in a language called Reformed Egyptian. Mm. And he believes that he's the man to translate them to English.
1: Wow, just a renaissance man.
0: Yeah, and considering how today's story starts off, like, having finished researching this guy at last, um, this is so, like, this craziness is just mundane compared to the craziness we're about to get to. Oh, no,
1: all right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> he's going to translate these documents, and uh, he gets, so he gets some other uh, financiers to back the buying of four mummies and some papyri, um, and it costs, like, $60,000 in today's money, uh, which is a <laughs> steal for four corpses and some ancient documents, if you ask me. That's Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I saw something funny on TV the other day. They were, like, going, they were looking for, uh, what was that female pharaoh, um... Not Cleopatra. No, um... (laughs) Nefer... Nefer... I don't think so. I forget it. Either way, they were looking... Is it Hatchespot? Yeah, that's right. Hatches. I'm looking it up. Hatchepsit. I don't get it. Hatchepsit. Yeah, that's right. Or whatever. Anyway, they were looking for her mummy. And Mm -hmm. they were like, we think we found, you know... Her mummy, and they go down to this like tomb, and there's just this pine box um, surrounding this actual ancient freaking mummy, um, and they're like, "We're gonna carefully take it out and examine it," and like with their bare hands, these oh. people lift this mummy out of this like this box that they put it, built around it to put it in another box. Oh. And then, like, the next thing you see is some guy, like, next to a head, like, looking at it, and with his bare hands, like, picking through the hair. Oh. I'm like, this is not a scientific investigation of any kind. And, like, what kind of level do you have to be on Egyptology to be, like, comfortable with, like, sifting, stroking the hair of a mummy? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, but my pants aren't on...
1: What? Which, <laughs> so I don't know. Somehow, in all that,
0: oh god, they might not be Egyptologists. Uh, all right. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your little Egyptologist. Okay. Okay. Oh, mummy hair, though. Oh god. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So where 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 are? You? Okay. So Joseph Smith's got these papyri and these mummies, but yeah. he's more interested in the papyri. Mm. And he sets about translating them, and he discovers, to his joy, that the documents actually depict the life of Abraham. And some visions he had about the universe and God and, like, everything. (laughs) right. And then he forgets about it for, Uh like, seven years. Um, probably because he was so busy with the whole persecution and war thing.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: By the way, so this scam's on the back burner for now. All right, sure. So that brings us back to Nauvoo in 1842, Joe's crew. Woohoo! hoo <laughs> It's time to publish the Book of Abraham! Oh. Um, so let's talk about the Book of Abraham a little bit, shall we? Please, I, I actually don't know anything about this. Yeah, so here, first things first, I, I can't stop plugging for my Book of Mormon podcast mm-hmm. because it is amazing. Uh, they cover the book of Abraham among other things, which are not, I don't think it's in the, I think it's in the Pearl of Great Price or, or I think that's where the book of Abraham is. I could be wrong, but that's why I'm not the, my book of Mormon host, Bryce mm-hmm. Blankenagle. So they cut, co- they actually read this entire book on the show. Uh, and wow. Hey, you're getting a call, bro. I am. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you have to go answer it?
1: Huh. I, I probably should. Yeah. Let me answer it real quick. Shit. Okay. Go.
0: I don't actually have to answer it. Did you hear that Kanye West changed his name to Ye? <laughs> Did you hear that? No. <laughs> it's just Y E pronounced Ye, like Kanye but just Ye. I love it. Yeah. So, I I'm waiting for the inevitable copyright claims when somebody's like at a birthday party and they go, "Yay!" and he like busts through the door <laughs> in his Make America Great Again hat and he's like, "Yo, let's have a conversation." <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he's, I also read that he's he wants to bring Colin Kaepernick to the White House to talk to Trump.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> getting things <I> mean, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not a, just an, a
0: sayer; he's a doer. He's a doer and a yayer. He's mm-hmm. yay, not Kanye. Yay and yay Khan. The yay. <laughs> Oh yeah, Book of Abraham. You gotta go listen to My Book of Mormon on it. Um, Yes. So it introduces a whole bunch of, like, sort of well-known Mormon-specific doctrines. Mm. Uh, And I'm not going to spoil everything, because it is worth listening to on its own. And I recommend listening to it through My Book of Mormon, because that's the easiest way to do it, and it's fun, uh, and isn't going to put you to sleep. Unless you're trapped in a hotel room with a Bible and a Book of Mormon, which... You probably are. <laughs> I tried reading the Book of Mormon straight up, and I couldn't do it. Um, I yeah. had to listen to my Book of Mormon podcast to get through it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I did too. Yeah. You know. Um. So anyway, <clears throat> it brings it brings in some new some new ideas about Christianity, um, <laughs> such as the idea of many gods, as opposed oh. to the whole one god thing you find in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. It brings in the Urim and Thummim, I think that's what it's called, which are the seer stones which Joseph Smith claimed he found buried in the hill Cumorah. All right. Uh, also, God lives near a star called Kolob, <laughs> where one day is equivalent to a thousand years on planet Earth.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So the kicker here is that we still have the papyri that Joseph used to translate the book of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And they're just burial documents. <laughs> And there's a quote I'd like to read from an assistant curator at the Met, uh, written in 1912, regarding the veracity of the Book of Abraham. Oh. This comes from Arthur Mace, uh, oh. assistant curator at the Met in
2: 1912.
0: Mm-hmm. I return herewith under the sep. Oh, yeah, it is in the Pearl of Great Price. Okay, sorry. I return herewith under separate cover the Pearl of Great Price. The Book of Abraham, it is necessary, hardly necessary to say, uh, is a pure fabrication. Cuts 1 and 3 are inaccurate copies of well-known scenes on funeral papyri and cut 2 is a copy of one of the magical discs which is in the late Egyptian period where placed, which were placed under the heads of mummies. There were about 40 of these, latter known, in museums, and they are all very similar in character. Joseph Smith's interpretation of these cuts is a farrago of nonsense from beginning to end. Egyptian characters can now be read almost as easily as Greek, and five minutes' study in an Egyptian gallery of any museum should, convince any, should be enough to convince any educated man of the clumsiness of the imposture. So you're telling me Arthur Mace is just a fucking liar. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. He hates Mormons. Um, That's the number one thing. Jesus um, Christ. But the scientific consensus and historical consensus and the linguistic consensus is that it's a fake.
2: Mm, um, okay.
0: But it still nonetheless has an effect on church doctrine. <laughs> sure. Um, and speaking of church doctrine, it's time to talk about polygamy. Oh, Come yeah. Come on
2: down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I put it off for a reason. Um, oh. Mainly because it happens throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, And mainly because the more wives you add to the equation, the more complicated Joseph Smith gets. That is not... That makes total sense. Yeah. And this guy is already hella complicated, so uh, Mm. here we go anyway. Hang on tight. All right. So it looks like as early as 1831, Joseph Smith was writing about having revelations about polygamy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, what what did they call it? Spiritual wifery. I think that was the smear term for it. Oh, um, right. And then he called it uh, celestial marriage and mm. plural wives, all that kind of shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he suggested apparently then in 1831 that the Mormon men were to marry Native American women in order to eventually turn the Native American race into one that was, quote, white and delightsome. I shit you not. White
1: and delightsome. <laughs> that is, that is, it's there.
0: I'm afraid it is. It, oh, that is, sign me up. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, And it was for all Mormon men, including married Mormon men. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And this presented a problem for those Mormon men. And they were like, yo, we already got wives. How are we going to go about this whole marrying another person thing? (laughs) And Joseph Smith was like, wink, wink, nod, nod. Figure it out, boys. Oh, God. Uh, And so here's the thing. It's like this is an absolute mare's nest of relationships. Joseph (laughs) Smith is probably the most complicated person I've ever researched for this show. Sure. Uh, He got married and kind of not married, like sort of fake married, (laughs) sometimes in secret, sometimes publicly, sometimes he didn't get married at all and just screwed around, and
2: he's a cult leader, so that's how they be.
0: (laughs) Um, It's really frustrating to try to sort it all out, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, He married a married woman named Lucinda in 1838, a woman named Louisa in 1841, without telling Emma Smith, by the way, his first wife. Oh, um, so she didn't know. He so married another did. woman, another married woman named Zena, mm. uh, another married woman named Presendia, a widow named Agnes, another married woman named Sylvia, another married woman named Mary who claimed that Joseph Smith said he'd have a revelation about their future marriage. When she was 12. Oh, yeah. Wait, so they married
1: when she was 12? It's or,
0: complicated. Okay. I mean, all we have is really he said, she said. She claims he came to her when she was twelve and said they were going to be married. I don't know if that meant they were like spiritually married right then, or I, I really don't know, bro. I mean, he was having sex with teenagers, um, yeah. so I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna put it past him. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um. And then he married another married woman. Jesus. Um, <laughs> so that is three. Um, no, that's not three. That's like what four or five. Uh, it doesn't matter because in 1842 he married three married women <laughs> in like the spaces of a couple of months. This,
1: <laughs> that's a lot of women.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it continues because uh, there was Elizabeth David, uh, Sally Ann Fuller, Sarah Marietta <laughs> Kingsley. Delcina Johnson, Eliza Roxy Snow, Sarah Ann Whitney, Martha McBride, Sarah Babson, <laughs> Ruth B. Vose, Flora Ann Woodworth, Emily Dow Partridge, Eliza Mar- Maria Partridge, they were sisters. Oh. Almera Woodward Johnson, Lucy Walker, Sarah Lawrence, Maria Lawrence, sisters. Helen Mark Kimball, Hannah Ells, Alvira Annie Cowles, Rhoda Richards, who was nearly 60, by the way. Desdemona Fulmer, Olive Gray Frost, Mary Ann Frost, Melissa Lott, Nancy Maria. Uh, Mariah Winchester, Fanny Young, Mary Houston, Sarah Scott, Olive Andrews, Jane Tibbets, who is nearly eighty, Sophia Sandburn, Phoebe Woodworth, Vienna Jakes, Clarissa Reed Hancock, Cordelia Callista Morley, Nancy Maria Smith, Jane Tibbets. I say Jane Tibbets, right? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Sophia Woodman and someone known as Mrs. Blossom. <laughs> no first name. What the um, hell? Now before you kill me, oh. um, you need, you need to know that we actually are not sure how many wives Joseph Smith actually had. All right. The current list is at nearly 50 candidates. Jesus Christ. So he's a busy man. <laughs> uh, and this is terrible. Uh, oh. this, this is terrible for so many reasons. Right. Uh, and, yeah, the reasons... Enumerated by Price at Naked Mormonism. So, mm-hmm. in 1843, Joseph Smith dictates to his personal scribe a revelation from God on high. A revelation saying that men were to have multiple wives after the way of Moses, Abraham, David, and Solomon. But what of the women? The first wives? Those who pledged their lives in fidelity to their men? Yeah. Well, Joseph Smith thought of that, actually. Oh, alright. Yeah. So they get to, They actually get to decide if their husband is allowed to marry another woman. Oh. So, I mean, so long as she's okay with it, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. If she says no, Christ will destroy her. (laughs) (laughs) What choice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which seems
1: fair.
2: I mean...
0: (laughs) Can this be a movie? (laughs) Uh, The thing is, in some places of the world, it's reality. Uh. And we'll get to that. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So... (sighs) Like all jokes aside, this is a serious problem, sure, well, yeah, um, and you know, with all the power that Joseph Smith has, he's like, you know, um, and people know slightly that he's slightly abusive, yeah, the upper management of early Mormonism we were like all doing this shit, like having sex with everybody., mm. um, and the people on the on the ground level were kind of like, "What the fuck is going on up there? <laughs> yeah, um, and they kind of had their suspicions, and it it was, I mean, from what I can tell. They not only had their suspicions, they kind of knew it was going on. Mm. Um, And, yeah. So, like, here's the thing. Knowing how powerful Joseph Smith was, people, families, entire families, were willing to give their teenage daughters into the hands of this vile human being just so that they might be politically closer to him. Mm. Um, And, of course, he also promised uh, their entire families they would experience complete unadulterated salvation in exchange for, say, eternal marriage to their daughter of 14. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so what did oh. Emma Smith, his actual wife, think of all this? Well, and f- who follows us on Twitter? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not perfectly sure. Uh, I read somewhere that she thought it was all, like, rot, somewhere she, where she, like, believed it and hated it. Mm-hmm. Somewhere where she denied it until her death. Somewhere where she actually fought against it. I prefer mm-hmm. the last one. Sure. I just like I, it, it's so complicated, but that's the way it is with cults, you know. Well, uh, you don't you don't yeah. know who's brainwashed and who's not. Oh yeah. Well, and even if she was against it,
1: <laughs> she's a woman in a cult. That's not yeah. a voice
0: that's going to be easily heard. Not even uh. easily. Not even necessarily heard. Like, um. It's not a voice that's going to easily speak up.
1: Well, that's true, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's like she's kind of screwed either way, really. Oh, for sure. I feel feel like there needs to be, like, a to about her. Now she has a Twitter, so... Yeah, we should just ask the actual Emma Smith (laughs) who's on Twitter. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, Emma Smith is... is, I regret to say that I did not uh, do too much looking into her because... Because she's a woman. No, fuck you. Fuck (laughs) you. (laughs) <laughs> because I was reading about Joseph Smith. Right, right. Um, we and should cover feel, Emma Smith then. Yeah, we should cover her on if another we episode. To, we'll have yeah. to give the Mormons a break for a while, but we'll come back. That's um, true. And yeah, like I said, it wasn't just Joseph Smith practicing polygamy. It mm. was a whole bunch of the church higher-ups, um, but, you know, not the laity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a secret revelation, you see. Um, <laughs> but in 1842, it was no longer a secret uh, the story broke that polygamy was actually becoming a thing in Nauvoo. How did this story break? Uh, I don't know. You don't want to guess?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I do love a good polygamy story breaking. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but I mean, if you had to guess, how would a story about po- a polygamous cult mm-hmm. come about? How would it, How would you guess? Be cynical as fuck, all right? cynical as fuck well i would say one of the
1: abused women who's sold into marriage at the age of 14 probably you know told some of her friends and then they told some of their friends and then you're someone... forgetting that it's 1842 right so none of them can
0: speak that's right <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll t- I'll just tell you, okay? And you're going to be crazy like crazy oh. Protestants. <laughs> I'll just tell you you're going to be like, "Oh, I would have thought of that." Well, there's okay. this guy named John Cook Bennett. And uh-huh. he found out there was a community in Illinois where everybody was having crazy hippie sex. That's and decided a- he wanted in. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he went to Nauvoo, literally became the mayor. And started seducing women using this new revelation as an excuse. Um, okay. Basically saying that as long as nobody knew, everybody could have sex with everybody, right? So he just sure. like saw through the whole religious thing. He's like, oh, okay, so it's a free love cult. Yeah. I want in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be a complete mischaracterization, but that's what I thought I was reading. All right. Sure. Um, and Joseph Smith found out. He's like, like <laughs> you know, you can't do that, man. <laughs> like, you have to at least keep up the appearance and... Bennett was like, you know, you know I'm right. You know that this is all that this is about. Yeah. Um, and he, so he started writing a book huh. about Nauvoo's crazy, sexy lifestyle. Oh. Um. So you've got this place in Illinois. hmm Now harboring people who openly went to war with Missouri,
2: mm-hmm.
0: are training a gigantic army on the reg. <laughs> yep. Practicing polygamy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and growing in political power. Okay. <laughs> And on top of that, the governor of Missouri, um, who, you know, you know the one who uh, issued the extermination order? Oh, right, that thing, yeah. Well, someone tries to kill him. Oh, shit. Uh, so some asshole, we're not sure who, blasted him with a shotgun on a stormy night in 1842.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Two lead buckshot balls went straight into his skull. Oh. Two more entered his neck, one of which the governor immediately swallowed. Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh. Yeah, Um, and to make things weird and perhaps a little more obvious, a year earlier, Joseph Smith had prophesied that this man, Governor Lilburn Boggs, would die violently. Oh, shit. So it kind of throws some bad publicity on the Mormons, (laughs) Uh, and what doesn't help is that the Nauvoo local paper, The Wasp, which was essentially Mormon propaganda, celebrated the assassination attempt by presuming the governor's death and calling it a noble deed. I mean, he was shot in the fucking head. Yeah. And the, uh, <laughs> and the neck. And the neck. But the thing is, he didn't die. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and there's all kinds of accusations thrown around from one guy claiming to have heard. Joseph Smith admit to sending his personal bodyguard, Porter Rockwell, uh, on an assassination mission. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we really don't know for sure. It okay. just looks bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and since it's a secret plot of, of some kind, um, we're Who probably knows? never going to know. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's a little like the Kennedy assassination. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, Maybe it was the oh, same guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> a time traveler. Just some yeah. douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So then in 1843, something else happened, all right? So mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes in a place called... And Bryce actually talked about this on this unreleased special episode we're going to send out pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. A bunch of dudes in a place called Kinderhook, Illinois, let loose this story that they had found a bunch of plates somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot like the Book of Mormon. Sure. Uh, and these plates were made of brass and buried in a mound on some dude's property. The mm-hmm. press got a hold of this, and it wasn't long before the plates ended up in the hands of Joseph Smith. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and there are reports that Joseph Smith translated part of the plates and found that they were the history of a guy who was the son of a pharaoh. Um, sure. But it turned out later that these plates were forged in an attempt to catch Smith at his own game. Hmm. Uh, but the church claimed they were legit until fucking 1980, <laughs> uh, when it was, like, conclusively determined that, yes, these plates were put together by a blacksmith from Joseph Smith's era. Ooh,
1: ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, boy. And, But I think the translation was kept. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but that's my hedge. Yikes. Okay. Uh, and meanwhile, it's like Joseph Smith just continues to build up his army, the Nauvoo Legion, <laughs> Uh, legion? Legion. Um, but the bill is coming, my friend. The Good. bill is coming. In June of 1843, Joseph was charged with treason against the state of Illinois and was arrested, put in jail for about a month, and then was just allowed to walk. Okay.
1: Illinois but, justice?
0: Yeah. Uh, just let go. Uh, <laughs> but now he's actually pissed. So he writes to a whole bunch of presidential candidates because it was election time, and he asks them, like, what the hell they were planning to do about this clear persecution of the Mormon people. Mm. Which reminds me of, like, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, uh, getting like going, being like, "We're a real religion," you know. Uh, <laughs> I've got a navy. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I mean, I don't Ooh, know. that was a good one. Oh, I know. Yeah. I write just for you. <laughs> I do it when I pulled that jacket out of my uh, laundry. I was like, I like, literally, felt like I got hit by a truck of emotions. Oh yeah. So we got to tell the listeners
1: when when Aaron and I lived together in a strictly platonic lifestyle we had (laughs) uh, we had matching coats it was so cute
0: (laughs) (laughs) that alone makes it not strictly platonic that's
1: true that is that is true
0: yeah we had matching coats given to us by my brother Mm -hmm. and
1: um so we just march out into the snow with our matching coats
0: and then smoke our lungs out (laughs) yep yep that was a different time it's weird because i remember those days with some fondness, even though it was almost complete misery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird. I pulled out the jacket, and I expected to smell cigarettes and I just didn't. I guess I watched it or something. Oh, nice, but. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. The
1: smell of a platonic relationship. <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> uh
0: yellow and blue American spirits. That's the <laughs> the rich people cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So anyway. Um. All right. So he's writing to these these politicians. He's like, They're, "What are you going to do for the Mormon people?" And both of them are like, "Nothing. Like mm. we're not going to do anything for you mm-hmm. because like you're causing problems. And if we endorse you or or try to help you out, like Missouri's going to hate us." Yeah. Yeah. Um. But because of this, Smith actually ran for president.
2: Oh. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: And I didn't know that until Bryce told me on the special. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I he, he ran like that. with Sidney Rigdon as his running mate.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: this was a mistake because uh, now the Mormons were a clear and present political danger. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the politicians are like, yo, bro, we're not going to touch you. He's like, well, I'll just touch myself and, you know, become president. <laughs> and, you know, now he's in the public eye and yeah. the crimes of the Mormons and the, you know, the weird stuff. The and Mormons. he's got an army.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the je- oh,
0: yeah. He's got a standing army. <laughs> so he he spent some time organizing his political cabinet, which was called the Council of fifty mm. um which immediately or first thing they did was they ordained Joseph Smith as the king of the kingdom of God okay. I'm not making that up uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> they like voted. Emperor and Norton. <laughs> Basically, but the king of the kingdom of God. You would think God was Wait, the king yeah, of the kingdom yeah. of God. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah!
2: <laughs> so. It's <What>? like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, okay. It, yeah. So. It, With this new little state, basically, Mm -hmm. he starts sending emissaries to many nations around the world on the behalf of this new independent land and predicted that he would overthrow the United States in just a few years. (laughs) Wow. So from Uh. one to one billion in less than 12 parsecs. (laughs) Yeah, And that's, that's uh, we're, we're going to leave Joseph Smith uh, for now, until we get to his end in death, which will be, like, right now, actually, unless you okay. want to take a break. We could take a bit of a break. I don't want to, but... Then let's not. Let Unless you do.
1: No, I'm good, man.
0: I mean, I could make a cup of coffee. I, I could, could make be- a cup of coffee, too, to be honest. All right, let's, I'm going to make a cup of coffee. All right. All right. Just, leave this, just leave it rolling. It rolling. We'll, we'll be, be right back. Perfect. Yeah. We'll be right back. You can actually listen to me make coffee, because I'm in the kitchen. You can actually listen to me slip my wrists. <laughs> so, ahem, we're finally there, James. I'm back. We're finally there. Oh. 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 We're at Joseph Smith's end in death. How can he die? Uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if I knew nothing about Joseph Smith, I would have probably guessed this is how he dies. Oh, all right. All right, so... For what it's worth. So, plane crash. (laughs) Yeah, a Mormon airplane. (laughs) So, when we left Joseph Smith, he was king of the world, apparently. And Mm. guess what? What? This pisses people off. (laughs) Even his own people, the Latter-day Saints, are kind of getting tired of this crap. Uh Um, And I'm not saying all of them were. Many of them were still loyal. But at least... Several of them. I mean, I'm sure Bryce has the numbers, four but I'm four or five, four yeah. or five, but there's one. Uh, mainly his name is William Law, Ooh. and he's gonna lay down the law. Nice. Um you said he the was, bill will- was coming.
1: <laughs> the, the bill, <laughs> William is
0: <laughs> Bill Law. <laughs> the bill is, is good. never mind. All right. so William Law Bill Law was Mm -hmm. one of the higher ups in Smith's first presidency gotcha and he finally like raised a little flag of opposition he was like yo hey This ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) He was mostly mad at Joseph Smith about the whole polygamy thing. Nice. (laughs) Probably because Joseph Smith proposed to Law's own wife. Oh, come on. (laughs) What a dick. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So Joseph Smith then preached a sermon to deny that he had multiple wives, even though, like, come on, dude, the game's up. (laughs) Everybody knows. So Law responded by doing a really amazing thing. He bought a printing press. Oh, jeez and published his own paper called the Nauvoo Expositor. Oh, that's uh, gutsy. Which had only one edition. Oh. Oh And you'll see why. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The first and only edition contained proof that Joseph Smith had released a a revelation uh, saying polygamy was Mm. A-OK. The Nauvoo Expositor also voiced a strong opposition to Joseph being the king of the kingdom of God. (laughs) Because, like... What the hell, man? How big of a narcissist can you possibly yeah, become? Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he might end up saying he is God, or, I mean, I think he basically kind of was. That's kind of, that. of what you're saying. Yeah. So, Smith had the paper shut down. <laughs> uh, of course. And shut down, and by shut down, I mean literally burned in the streets. Oh, shit. Uh, and this was not a good move. Uh, so, the non-Mormons declared war on the Nauvoo Mormon people. <laughs> And Joseph Smith declares martial law in Nauvoo, putting Na- the Nauvoo Legion on the defense, sort of like um, mustering them yeah, for war. Yeah. And the state of Illinois is like at the risk now of having its own little civil war oh, with the Mormons. Same thing with Missouri, pretty much. Yeah. Um, not making this up. Like, this is a serious problem. <laughs> right. Um, and the state militia got wind of this and started winding up for battle. So it's like... <laughs> The the troops are being mobilized, right? What (laughs) the
2: fuck?
0: Yeah. So the governor of Illinois offered Joseph Smith a deal. He said if he'd be willing to stand trial for the destruction of the Nauvoo Expositor, um, which, of course, infringed on freedom of press or whatever. um, Yeah, private property, all that, yeah. Property, yeah, all that that stuff. Um, He said if he would stand trial for it, he would provide him with protection Hmm. from all the angry people who didn't believe that Joseph Smith was the rightful king of the kingdom of God. Sounds like a fair deal. Yeah, so Smith just flees the state, of course. (laughs) Um, But Emma Smith said, like, yo, people are going to think you're a coward, which... It's a brilliant move, by the way, if she was trying to get back at him for all his sleeping around. Play to his pride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was like, people are going to think you're a coward, basically. Sure. So Joseph Smith sums up his courage, puffs out his chest, puffs out his chest, and goes back to Illinois with his brother Hiram, and several others in the Mormon leadership. Oh,
1: shit. Okay. On, yeah,
0: on his way there, Joseph recounts this dream that he had. Um, he and his brother Hiram found themselves in a burning ship, and escaped by walking together across the waters to a heavenly city.
2: Huh.
0: A dream that perhaps gave him a sense of the possibility of escape from his fraud even now. Mm. Um, I just thought, I felt like that was a, like a vaguely, Va- I, wa- I don't want to say vaguely human thing, but like, yeah. I think he knows at this point that this th- is the, the game's end. up. Yeah. This is the end. Yeah, and I, I think so. I, I couldn't help but imagine myself having that dream, um, mm-hmm. being on a burning ship with my brother and escaping by walking across the water to a heavenly city. Like, yeah. if I if I was at the end of all things and I had a dream like that, I would be filled with hope. But it's so easy, hmm. it's it's so hard to see Joseph Smith as anything other than an evil fraud. Right. That it's, you know, humanizing him in that way just feels kind of gross. But, yeah,
1: but I, I kind of like it. I, I like yeah. that he did that.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, so the governor of Illinois didn't exactly keep his promise he said you're going to stand trial for like destroying this printing press mm-hmm. um, instead Joseph and Hiram are charged with treason against <laughs> the state of Illinois for declaring martial law in Nauvoo uh. which is perfectly fair because yep. that's treason <laughs> uh, a couple of days later a man named Cyrus Wheelock visits Joseph Smith and gives him a pepper box pistol oh shit um, and this is, in, this is in the jail right that he's staying in And he's staying in, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, It's a specific. It's anyway. He's staying in the upper room uh, and not in a cell. It's like the guards' quarters, basically. Yeah. Um. But he he now has a pistol. (laughs) Right. His brother has a pistol too. (laughs) Okay. And the bill is coming. Oh shit. Yeah, so people are all riled up about this. They know he's there. Their state has been, you know, basically attacked. Yeah. Um, And so a mob of 200 armed men painted black with gunpowder oh, stormed the jail where Joseph Smith and the others are being held.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, here's the thing. Joseph Smith was technically under the protection of the state of Illinois, as right. promised by the governor for surrender. Yeah. But the union that was assigned to protect him was openly anti-Mormon. All right. (laughs) So they do nothing. (laughs) They fire some shots over the heads of the mob, uh, but miss on purpose. And then some of them even join up with the attackers to charge into the jail and kill everyone inside. Oh, God. So it's not just Joseph and Hiram Smith in here. There's there's a bunch of other Mormon leaders in Mm -hmm. there, and I'm not going to list them because that would just take too long. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the attackers are charging in, rushing up the stairs. Um, Joseph and the, uh, Joseph Smith and the other Mormons, including Hiram, tried to keep the mob out by barricading the doors. So just imagine the terror—God, um, oh yeah—being trapped on the upper floor of a jail with no escape. Um, oh. You know these people are going to come and kill you, and you don't know what they're going to do to you. I mean, mob justice. Joseph Smith has already experienced it yeah, too. Yeah,
1: he has. Or the threads of one.
0: Well, yeah, and yeah. I mean he was tarred and feathered. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah and and more um, yeah. so he this is probably reliving some kind of a trauma um, yeah <laughs> um- <laughs> I'm just I mean, just put yourself in that room, like I, yeah. e- even if you know you're a massive liar, and even if you know like it's that this was justice. coming. <laughs> Like, this is the bill you racked up, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe you convinced yourself that this wasn't going to cost you anything, that people's gullibility was endless, and that you could get away with anything just by being confident. Mm. Um, like, it's it's a couple of things. One, it's the, it's the it's the horror of imminent death mm-hmm. at the hands of a mob, possible torture, all that stuff. Right. But it's also having your world come crashing down all around you. You've built up this, you know, in your head, this feeling of that perhaps perhaps i am the king of the kingdom of god perhaps i am invincible and i am gonna take over the whole united states for mormonism and that sort of thing and it's like now the the gods are descending again right it's 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 the the what would i say the natural result of such an outrageous sham right and you knew it the whole time And now it's, you know, but you ignored it and you pushed it aside and now it's bashing down this door. Yeah. It's over. It's undeniable. Your entire world is falling apart. Mm. And to make matters worse, the attackers are not having it. They just fire through the door Mm. and kill Hiram Smith with a shot to the head. So Joseph Smith watches his own brother get shot right next to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and at this point, he pulls out his pepper box pistol to fight back. Um, and true to form, because it's a pepper box pistol, three of the six barrels misfire. Oh. Um, and at this point, the door is down. Um, he's firing into this mob. Mm. Um, he shoots three people. Um, doesn't kill them. Okay, good. Um, but he's out of ammo, and he runs back in a panic toward the window. Mm. And he, he was like... I could just get out through the window, I could just get out and get out and continue and just run into the forest and into safety, and he's at just as he reaches the window and looks down, he sees that the mob is so big it's still outside too. Oh god. So there's this mob behind him, there's this mob in front of him, and he's looking out this window, and he shouts, Oh Lord my God! Mm. And in that instant he's shot in the back twice by the mob inside the building and once in the chest by the mob outside. Jeez. And he tumbles directly out the window and hits the ground hard. Mm. And there are differing reports about what happened to Joseph Smith after that. Um, some say he died instantly. Others say he was propped up against the wall and shot some more because he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, but either way, that was the end. That is the end of Joseph Smith. <laughs> Jesus, I never knew he went out that way. It's horrifying. It's um,
1: horrifying, but. Just
0: <laughs> it's just. I mean, yeah. it's it's just in a in a weird way because like in a, in in our system, it's like put him on trial, mm-hmm. convict him of the crime, execute him. Like it's good to have that system in place. Sometimes it's too slow, though. <laughs> exactly. Then and the offenses were so outrageous. Yeah, you can't hold back a mob of people who are. I mean, so morally disgusted by who you are for long. I yeah. mean, you just you really can't. Um, I mean Yeah, I mean, what what are your feelings on it? Sorry, I lost you. Shit, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, what so what are your feelings on it? Uh, on his death in particular, uh, on all of it right now, just anything.
1: Mm. Well, I his death was sort of horrifying. Um, I did put my myself into his shoes, but I'm kind of happy he went out that way. It's it's kind of poetic in a way. <laughs> yeah. I don't mob know. Mob
0: rule, mob justice. Yeah. I mean...
1: Yeah. And you try and screw over that
0: many people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, especially in a place like America. I mean... Mm-hmm. Not to sound like a, you know, who patriot! Not to sound like that at all. But, like, I mean, remember, back then, the the idea of your state, of your country, was... You know, I would say so much more than it is now because it was closer to the foundation. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were. Uh, y- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you have this offended sense of national identity. Yeah. Unless of you're state black or identity Native
1: American, and then
0: well, <laughs> I'm talking about this mob. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Um, if you, if you have that sense of, of offended national identity, I mean, your anger is going to be even stronger yeah. and it's a, it's a greater force to contend with. Um, but either way, that, that is the end of Joseph Smith. And so Joseph and Hiram's corpses were sent back to Nauvoo, mm. um, where they were buried multiple times throughout the years. Um, okay. and, you know, secured because people thought they would you know, dig up the corpses and defile them out mm. of anger, that oh, sort God. of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and that wasn't unprecedented, so, I, you know, that's... I guess they're lucky that they didn't just parade the bodies through the streets, you know? Right, um,
1: the old Achilles move.
0: Yeah, so the men who killed Joseph Smith and his brother were tried with murder, but were acquitted. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, make of that what you will. Uh, um, I gotta say I'm against that.
1: <laughs> really? yeah. Because it was murder. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I know I said it was kind of just earlier, but... Eh, that's messy. I <laughs> oh, it It's is messy. so messy. Because I want to say freedom of religion is a good thing, and then you get these cults yeah. where it's obviously not a good thing. Mm, that, is, yeah. that is messy stuff that I'm not smart enough to
0: decipher. Yeah. yeah. I mean... This may have been the end of Joseph Smith, but it was only the beginning for the Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Um, And what follows Joseph Smith's death is a winding pathway of exodus, murder, deceit, infighting, and terror. Mm. Um, Lots of scary, scary shit. Um, So, uh, one last plug for Naked Mormonism. If you want more information about the history of Latter-day Saints after Joseph Smith and before Joseph Smith, or rather not before Joseph, but the early days before the LDS and all that stuff... Naked Mormonism is the place to go. Um, yeah. I've already I've already spoken to at least two people who have gone and listened to that show on my recommendation, which makes me happy because it deserves to be listened to. Um, but yeah, if you want any more information on that, definitely go there. I recommend reading the book or buying the audiobook for Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer. Um, that has a, that's a nice distillation of uh, the history of the Mormon church as well as a... Um, a modern account of how the FLDS functions, the Fundamentalist Church of the Latter-day Saints. Um, yeah. And for and those of you who don't know, the Mormon Church is still alive and kicking. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I know non-Americans sometimes have no idea what the Mormon Church is, but it's, a, it's the true religion. But it's also a <laughs> giant knockoff cult Protestant branch
0: <laughs> in Western United States. It's a, it's sort of a Protestantism of Protestantism. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Oh. Put in it, um, and Roman Catholicism. Um, but I'll admit, I don't know that many Mormons. Uh, but I know if you're wondering, one Mormon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're wondering what lasting effects the revelations of Joseph Smith's life have had on individual human beings who are alive today, there's a ton of books out there about people who adhere to the teachings of Joseph Smith um, yeah. more strongly. Like, the, the FLDS is, is officially separate from the LDS. Hmm. Um, but there's a book also that I recommend called Lost Boy, uh, and it's by a guy named Brent W. Jeffs. And he had he recounts in this book his experience growing up in a, a fundamentalist, Latter-day Saints cult, is what it is. Yeah. Um, and the horrors therein. they're in they 're unimaginable, but they are directly derived from joseph smith's teaching yeah um hence the word fundamentalist mm-hmm. um it's it's i i don 't recommend that to everybody though i mean that sure. is a if if we 're talking about trigger warnings or whatever that is a ten out of ten i mean yeah it is horrifying um but it's it's all i mean well Let's just put it this way. I'm three and a half hours away from the nearest uh, FLDS temple. Yeah. And I thought about driving out there just because after reading this, I was like, I have to see it for (laughs) myself. Like, I can't... There's no way. But there is way. Um, And it just... Reading about Joseph Smith is kind of funny sometimes, yeah. But, like, the guy was a horrific human being. Yeah. I'll Um, tell you what. Um, there's, There's a temple
1: about... Two minutes away from my house. When you come up here this this month or next month, we should
2: go.
0: <laughs> Is it an LDS temple or an FLDS? I don't know. Probably not FLDS. They're much smaller. All right, I'm looking it up. Mm. LDS. LDS, yeah. It's mm. separate. Um, Shit. But, you know, I I don't know how many FLDS... Temples are thrown. There was a huge scandal Mm -hmm. um, with uh, with Brent Jeffs's uh, particular particular sect. Yeah, Um, I haven't read the book in a long time, but it's it's just like you read that story and you're like, "So this is what bad ideas do to people." Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is what being a fundamentalist does to people. It's not even about Mormonism, particularly. Um, It's about using ideas. As weapons, yeah. And that's a that's a definitely a theme on the show. And I don't know. I just get this icky feeling every time I see something like this. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you do. I do. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, I spoke with Bryce on his uh, his show. You were supposed to be there, but you had to work at knock off Goodwill, unfortunately. Yes. Um, yes. and that's partially my fault because I gave you the wrong time. But that's right. I forgive um, you because the Lord always forgives. <laughs> yeah but like you know you go and you read about this shit and it's like i said like i said i was talking with price and we were trying to find the the common ground between Mm -hmm. the ideologies that we've studied uh as far as politics goes and religious ideologies Hmm. and they're dangerous dangerous things yeah yeah um very dangerous And. and very powerful
1: well, whenever a higher up tells me that they're working for me, <laughs> oh yeah, that I should trust them, and that's political or religious or whatever
0: i yeah yeah, right well, you do have to have some kind of an authority, right, or maybe not no what do you what do you think I'm an anarchist, <laughs> you're an anarchist no, i'm not uh yeah oh, oh. Y- you do. I don't know with you anymore. <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, oh, God, authority is a good, uh... Maybe leadership. A good topic. Yeah, maybe leadership. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on things right now, because I grew up a good Republican Protestant, and then...
0: So, yeah, uh, anyway, that's that's what I have for Joseph Smith. It is done. Well, I, I appreciate your view on it,
1: because you gave... Kind of just the facts of his life, <laughs> which was probably hard, pretty hard to get because you have these two schools of thought, pretty much on Mormonism. You've got the the Mormon cheerleaders, and then you've got the anti-Mormon zealots. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying both groups are wrong or right or whatever. I'm just saying they might have a bit of a bias when <laughs> articulating Joseph Smith's
0: life. So, well, it's the same. It's the same problem I ran into with Goebbels and Mao. Mm, mm-hmm. um, Less so with Goebbels, um, because there are a lot more critics of the Nazism than communism, um, yeah. Than communism. Um, And, like, because if you, it's like, it's very hard to find something that's like, I mean, how do I put this? Like, okay, so when I was studying the LDS stuff, it's like, well, the LDS's official account of this is this. And Mm -hmm. the explanation for this is this. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, And then you read the facts and you're like, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, And so it's like when you read something like um, from Maoist China or something like that, it's like, then this number of people died. And you're like, oh, okay. And then like on, you know, the other history, it's like, "Ah, not that many people died. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who said, nobody died. You know, are you kidding? It was utopia. (laughs) The only reason it came down is corruption by capitalists or something. Sure. Um, And like... When you're studying that that stuff, like, you... Read all the sources and decide for yourself. (laughs) You read all the sources, you decide for yourself, but more often than not, when you're reading anything... Well, this is just true of communication in general. Okay. You're never going to find something that's entirely unbiased. Mm, mm -mm. You're never going to find... It literally does not exist. Yeah. uh, Especially with history. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with history. There's, like... in, it's like only in closed systems, like mathematics. We yeah. talked about this. Are yeah. you going to find something that's not biased? Yeah. Um, and, well, that's just scientifically true, actually.
1: I, I have a great quote. Uh, when I was studying history over in England, I, one of my tutors, he he was a really smart guy. I forget what kind of degree he had, but he was up there. And he told me, Whenever you pick off or pick up any historical book, any account, uh, whether that's primary sources or secondary sources, before you open the first page, you have to say to yourself, "Why is this lying bastard lying to me?" And then <laughs> you
0: start reading. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly right. I I feel that way about pretty much any kind of any kind of written material yeah. uh, that claims to be like objective, like. Yeah, this is this is exactly what happened, you know. This, nonpartisan, <laughs> nonpartisan. You know, like, um, you know, it. You read that shit, and if you're not looking for, if you're not looking for the bias, it will creep in. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's gonna yeah. creep in anyway, and then you're gonna put your own spin on it and tell somebody else, and it's gonna be biased again. It's just like what we do on the show, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like go when I read this shit, and you know, a Mormon who who say you know knows the history and knows how it went and is happy with their religion is going to be like you know they're gonna have a completely different perspective than Mm -hmm. me they're going to translate these things you know in a different way and i'm not saying like there's something wrong with that i'm just saying that is the reality yeah of the world we live in yeah um it's like it's like how do I put
1: this? One man's <laughs> garbage is another man's treasure. It's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's
0: it's just true. Um, you know, some people are happy with a corporate job, right? Mm-hmm. And some people are disgusted by corporate lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know? The, some people are happy working with their hands, and some people would rather, you know, sit on a computer and, and, yeah. work and make calls the whole day. You're disgusted like, with polygamy,
1: and I... Uh... <laughs> I have a lot of explaining to do to my fiance. All
0: right. You and I were never officially married. All right. Like, that never. uh, That was never a thing. No, it was Unless you did it while I was sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Brought in a preacher and, like, got married to me while I was sleeping on your couch. Mm. Well, Wouldn't be my first couch marriage. (laughs) It won't be the last.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh. (laughs)
0: I think we're done here. (laughs) I think we are. (laughs) Um, Shall we head to the surface or back to the the station? The surface of the earth? The surface of the the atmosphere. I don't know. (laughs) Yep. All right. Mm. So, James, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Mm. Well, the
1: story has inspired me, and not in the ways you think. Um, oh, well, a couple ways, but the big one was I live in Illinois, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you yes. said that thing earlier, the Illinois Militia. Yes. That's got to be a thing again. Um, oh, it might be a oh. thing. I, I I don't know anything about the state that I live in. Um, but I'm gonna make my own Illinois Militia. That's what I'm gonna do. Gotta gotta keep those farmers armed. That sounds great. We'll storm Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a fun time.
2: Oh. What Go. about
1: you? What are
0: you going to do? Uh, I am probably going to brood in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. Yeah, that's you are a corner brewer, brooder. I'm also a corner brewer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, well, one thing leads to another. <laughs> and suddenly you're a dead-ass drunk
0: in the living room. Yep. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's time to bring the show to, for, to, to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate tweets to WTADP, W-T-A-D-P Podcast. Um, we'll read all of them and not not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, throw us a review. Yes. Or consider funding the show by becoming a patron on patreon.com. But those reviews, man.
1: Oh, they really those. light my cigarette.
0: The, yeah they do those reviews those are those are solid gold um, actually yeah they, instead they kind of the of gold
1: instead of going back to the gold standard we should go to the iTunes review standard. What do you think what do you think about that
0: I think that's a great idea excellent yeah those those reviews are worth so much to me <laughs> anyway um, but if you want to give helps out helps around the show keep us uh, afloat. You can donate some money to us at uh, patreon.com slash we talk about dead people. Um, lots of people are giving lots of money. It's really cool. Um, and it's helping us keep this shit going because it is a lot of work. That mm-hmm. is true. Um, but it is also our favorite thing to do and we would do it forever. Yes. And yes. Right now it's, it is It is free to you. And yeah. As <laughs> we all we ask in return. Fucking Marxist. is <laughs> <It's> like uh, <laughs> we just want like a dollar. Like if you just gave us a can of coke or like what you'd spend on a can of coke once a month it would make our day it doesn't matter um yeah so even as little as a dollar like i said as much as it costs to launch a pineapple out of a cannon helps tremendously
1: is that true is that yeah is it where can i launch a pineapple out of a cannon for a buck
0: uh you didn't ask how big the pineapple and you didn't ask how big the cannon a very tiny place. sir (laughs) (laughs) our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration who is doing a series currently about Halloween I believe Um, and he's posting them on his Twitter I'm retweeting everything he does because it's good shit Um, you can actually view more of his stuff at his website www.ipattersonillustration.com it's all good Uh, and with all that being said though we'll let we'll close out and let the sounds of the bill play you out. I actually require a bottle for this, so let me grab a bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. I was about to tell you I have one, but oh, well, I that got, doesn't help I, I got a bottle of sunflower oil over here. So <laughs> get that.
1: well, that's a weird diet to be on. Drinking all the oil, just like George W. Bush. Drinking that sweet, sweet Hussein oil. Invade in Kuwait for the oil, the sunflower oil. <laughs> okay,
0: you I ready? Back to you singing again? <laughs> <laughs>